Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Wednesday, 17th August, 2022. Our bit today is taken from 1 Corinthians 9, 24. That says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Wednesday, oh Wednesday the middle day of the work week, where we catch our second wind so we can finish the week's race strong in Jesus' name. Yes, friends, every week is a sprint race with life being an overall marathon. And we win them just one day at a time, then one week at a time with rest and rejuvenation on the weekend so that we can come back out bursting with confidence and energy on a Monday morning, ready to take on all comers in the race of life in the mighty and wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's how Paul characterized the Christian life, my people, like a race when he told Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course or race. I've kept the faith. And we all know that comes from 2 Timothy 4 verse 7. Oh, my fellow believers, it's important that we realize that our Christian faith is indeed a race and a long one too. One necessitating much faith, sacrifice, and perseverance. It's definitely not meant for the faint of heart or weak in spirit. And we can only run it successfully by having the utmost faith and trust in our triune Godhead, sincerely believing that through their amazing help and assistance, we will eventually be victorious. And that's how all the great men and women of God were able to run their difficult races. And though our races today might be somewhat easier than theirs back then, it still necessitates great faith because the enemy is still out there just chomping at the bit to cut us down and make us useless to Christ, like unflavored salt or darkness of spirit. Now, listen to how Paul explains the Christian race now, to his readers in Corinth. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And the scholars tell us that Paul draws on a scene familiar to his Corinthian readers in order to drive home his point. The Isthmian Games were an athletic event known to all of his readers. They were held on alternate summers in the vicinity of Corinth. It was an event not to be missed by anyone of importance in all parts of Greece. As a national institution, it was familiar to his readers as modern football is to most Americans. And I guess those games was the forerunner to our modern Olympic games. So since everybody knew of them, The idea of a race was something they would all understand. It's like Jesus talking about a shepherd to his listeners, something with which they were all familiar. 
and me talking to us about Christ, whom we all know about. Yes. Anyway, after proposing the race idea, Bro Paul sets it up thus. And every man that striveth for mastery, that competes for the prize, is temperate, has self-control in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible, sorry, a corruptible or perishable crown, but we an incorruptible or imperishable. And that comes from 1 Corinthians 9.25. And it's a big difference between the physical and spiritual races, friends. The physical one gives us a crown that perishes or can be destroyed by mort or be stolen by thieves. However, the spiritual crown is set up for us in heaven, incorruptible, imperishable, cannot be destroyed or stolen. And that's what makes it so important and the winning of our earthly race so necessary. Consequently, Bro Paul strenuously advises, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under or discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway or be disqualified. And that's taken from 1 Corinthians 9, verses 26 to 27. Army people, as we said earlier on, the Christian race is indeed not for the weak in spirit or faint of heart. And if you don't believe me, listen to the scholars explain what Bro Paul was writing about now. They say, the expression I keep under loses much of the original sense. It has the idea of to give one a black eye, buffet or bruise. Paul's readers knew that in the Ismian games, the boxers wore gloves consisting of oxide bands covered with knots and nails and loaded with lead and iron. To prepare for such an event, a man would have to brace himself to endure all forms of physical abuse. Meanwhile, lest that by any means I myself should be a castaway, or literally speaking, so that I myself will not be disqualified, it means that Bro Paul was not afraid of losing his salvation. His subject is still Christian liberty. The point is that the believer must discipline himself to avert both being disqualified from Christian ministry and forfeiting the rewards for such service? And we think here that our modern day boxing is brutal? <laughs> Bro Paul's zeal about the Christian race must have frightened off some people, thinking that to be a believer, they had to put up with such awful physical abuse. It's no different from the way some of us behave today though desiring no sacrifice or hard times on our Christian journey. But that's simply impossible, for life itself brings hard and sacrificial times, whether you're a believer or not. It all begins, though, with self-discipline, my brethren. If we are to live successfully for Christ, we need to conquer our flesh, our carnal nature, and that can only be done by constant training. 
And that training means constantly meditating on God's word through prayer and thanksgiving and putting all of that into action in our lives. But don't believe me now. Let's hear it directly from the horse's mouth. We're talking about when the Lord himself explained it to Joshua on making him the Israelite leader after Moses' death. He said to him, this book of the law shall not depart out of, but be constantly in thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written there. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Whoa! And we all know that comes from first, sorry, from Joshua 1.8. And friends, you know what? If the Lord says it's so, then so it is. Who are we to dispute it, eh? So please, please, let's get serious about living for Christ now. Life itself is difficult enough, and Christ's desires adds more to it. But the good thing is that he never asks us to do stuff we can't do or not give us the tools to do it. But we must believe. We must come up with the necessary faith. And that only comes from daily experience with him as we give our lives to him and see how he faithfully handles them, then our faith grows. But we have to let go and jump in feet first, take the first step, then taking one step at a time, grow in grace and faith. As Christ reassuringly advises us, fear not. And that's the only way to do it, my people. Now, for those of us who are doing our best to live for Christ, Let's go home, letting all and sundry know of our wonderful position in him by declaring, yes, we spell it right today, by declaring our Wednesday will as one strong, confident voice. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow, and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Now, let's get out there and run that race of glory for Christ, my people, as is our bounden duty. Much love. And the postscript for today says, to successfully run a race, one must prepare seriously for it. And that's the gospel truth. You can't do nothing successfully unless you prepare seriously for it. And that's what we need to do so that we could live for Jesus. So please, let's get serious about him now and start preparing our lives seriously so that we could go out there and be the salt and light that he desires of us. And we pray this in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.